Welcome to NextCast, a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. I'm Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. On NextCast, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation at Humber, both inside and outside the classroom. In this episode, we talk to Louise Zimiani, an ECE professor who helps run the forest nature program out of the Humber Arboretum. Welcome to NextCast, Louise. Um, I'm a dad, I have three kids, and I'm a big believer in like letting them run free in the woods and having, you know, getting dirty and getting hurt. I think that's actually a huge part of their experience. It's also an inexpensive way to keep them amused. Um, so I was really interested when I was reading about this, the, the, the Forest and Nature School and this program that you run. Can you tell me a little bit about it, like how it works and, and when it began? Sure, sure. And thanks for uh, having me. Um, so it started in... We, we piloted in June 2016, and so Caitlin Beard, who's an early child educator in the Child Development Centre, her and I took the Forest Nature School Certificate Practitioners course uh, through Forest School Canada. And we, so we did one, one week of residential sort of uh, like in residence in the forest in Winnipeg, um, uh, Forest Nature School training. And then we spent the next 10 months doing uh, an outreach engagement strategy with Humber. The culmination of that course is to run six or six or 10 pilot uh, forest nature sessions. Okay. You know, there's a lot of uh, research and literature. There's a position statement on active outdoor play, which a team came together, an interdisciplinary team across Canada came together and said, how, are, how do we get more kids actively engaged outdoors with their educators as mm-hmm. part of school, as part of daily life? Um, how do we do that? And we teach a lot about that in our program. Um, how do we use the resources of the Arboretum? So children were going out, um, but not necessarily climbing on those big rocks right. or doing some more of the, of the risky, uh, what we call risky play. And they don't, students don't often have a chance to see that kind of nature play, outdoor play in some of the placements they're in. Um, how could we use the Arboretum to, to look at, for and, and Forest School Canada, it's a growing movement. Um, I think it's almost in every province now. Could you tell, tell us a little more about that? What is the Forest School Canada? What's Forest School Canada, so the executive director is Marlene Power. Um, and, um, and Marlene, excuse me if I don't get the story exactly right, but <laughs> when her child, one of her children was young, she was looking for something, um, some kind of outdoor play program. There wasn't really anything. So she started mm-hmm. uh, school at Cart Bridge. Um, and now, uh, I went to visit Ottawa Forest School actually, uh, a month ago and it's brilliant. And it flips that model of, of like daycares or early schooling, early childhood education, where they're sort of in a room all day and maybe get 15 or 20 minutes here and there outside. First week of the pilot, all ch- I mean, we did have loose, loosely, uh, we, we did have, I wouldn't call them a lesson plan, but we were, we were, there were things that we would like, we would like to accomplish. And really what the children wanted to do was run. Mm-hmm. And play with sticks. <laughs> and that's what they did. That sounds great. It was brilliant. Who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> it seems it seems like a no-brainer that, oh, well, like, why wouldn't they go out to the Arboretum? But, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's also logistics and the, the way the routine works. And so really trying to, like, shake up a little bit of 
you know, uh, it's kind of like unplanning, you know, that so all the learning comes as it's evolving. Teachers are not making a plan, mm -hmm. uh, but they're kind of setting up the enabling environment for really inquiry-based um, play. I mean, in a, in a sense, this is a very old vision of education, yes. just letting kids go out and play. Absolutely. But in the, in, in the more formal way, these, this is a somewhat new idea. And to that, to that end, I mean, I know you've recently done some research around the program that you, you helped establish. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that research and what you were looking at? Well, there were a couple of pieces of research we wanted to do. One was uh, physical literacy and our children moving more uh, when they're outside, so compared to indoors, outdoors on the playground and in the forest. So we're still, we're going to be doing that piece of research with, that's the new tip. But the, the piece that we completed was to really uh, explore with parents uh, what are some of their motivations for um, wanting their children to go outside, what were their perceptions around the kinds of benefits that children might have when they're, when they're outdoors. What a lot of parents talked about was um, that their children took, they could see their children taking more risks in the forest setting and having more confidence, like, for example, climbing trees or climbing, like the crack willow has split into two spots, right? Mm -hmm. So they actually can't really climb up to the first little nook anymore because the, the tree has split. But what, what it means is that we have these amazing long branches, like no, trunks, right, where the children can climb up and walk along that. So they saw the children doing this, and they said they have more confidence um, than... The, the children in the playground, when they go to the playground, like they might not go on that climbing equipment, but somehow watching them in the forest, going down these steep stairs, climbing on the trees, you know, they're, they, they seem to be more confident in taking risks mm -hmm. than, they, than they are in their neighborhood playground. That was an interesting, that was an interesting piece. You know, we, we think that the Forest Nature Program has to be this really, uh, you know, we don't have any equipment out there. We don't bring anything with us. We might sometimes bring the magnifying glass. Like, we just really don't. Like, it's a very, there's so much to do. Mm -hmm. um, there was one girl who came out the first day, and she said, when are we going inside? And I said, why? And she says, I'm bored. Where are the toys? There are no toys. I'm bored. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, okay. We fed the chickadees. And we were out for like two or three hours. And then the next day, she didn't want to go in. She <laughs> said, I don't want to go in. I like it out here. But it was that first. We hadn't heard that yet. We had never heard any child saying, oh, I'm bored. I'm not going to. Because it's you know, such a different environment, right. Right? right? And she was coming out as one of the older girls. She was like, well, what, what do we do out here? So I think right. for some of the children, it's, uh, it's also a chance to be, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Another little boy, he, um, you know, we were we were down in the meadow and, and we were kind of a little bit spread out. So, and it was winter and uh, all of a sudden he, he looks up and he says, where, where, why are we lost from everybody? <laughs> where, where, where is everybody? Because I'm not their teacher. So they know that they should have their, and the teachers were there. He couldn't see it, but it was because he couldn't hear the noise of 16 children. Mm -hmm. which is noisy when you're indoors or it's noisy on the playground. And I'm like, you know, if you look there, there's so-and-so and there's so-and-so and then the four of them are over there. But there's this really uh, calm and quiet in the forest that you just do not get when you're in the Child Development Center. You know, it's noisy and busy and 
happy by mm-hmm. you know maybe somebody's crying and then somebody else somebody hears somebody else crying and they cry and right. then so it's it's re- so in the in the forest it's just it's calming and children who have more difficulty indoors maybe attending or resolving conflict or it's very different when they're outside uh, I wonder do you have advice for other faculty who who have been kind of interested in hearing a lot about other faculty doing this kind of research and, you know, the teaching innovation, but like what would, what would be your advice in terms of getting involved with that if they've never done it before? You mean like getting involved in doing a teaching? In doing the action, doing like well, research. Around I think what, what is brilliant is that there's so much support. I mean, I don't think I've ever been in a place where you could do research and somebody would help you, you know, support your lit review or your research analysis or, you know, doing the workshops, the scholarly teaching and learning workshop and helping you support you in your journey. Like you couldn't, you, you don't have to, um, have all the skills and competencies. Like, like you can work, it's like a very safe environment to do, Mm -hmm. to do research. Um, and then we are, you know, worked on the article for the, um, for the journal, Mm -hmm. which is also, you know, really supportive, right? And so we're just, you know, in the process. So I did the focus group uh, with Olga Rosowska. She's an early childhood educator in the center and is also a part-time faculty. So her and I work together because uh, it is, you know, it's a fair amount of work. Sure. Um, so if you can... It's a bit of a leap into the unknown, too, in terms of like... It is. I don't you think you know up. how much work it's going to be until you're actually in it and then it's too late. You got <laughs> you to finish it. Heidi is such a great... You got to finish it. <laughs> um, it's good to be finished. Um, but, uh, that, you know, the other advice is that it's always easier to work with unless, you know, and it doesn't have to be a huge, huge project, but it's always great if you can find somebody else mm-hmm. to co-do it with you. That makes a big difference. Right. Or even a third person. So it's a little bit like a kid going out in the woods. That's there's, right. There's some risk. They don't always know what's out there, but yeah, there are but people who are watching them and there's... Yeah, it's a very friendly, supportive environment and there's lots of nudges. How's that, how's that uh, paper coming? How's the proposal coming? What do you think? <laughs> do you have any deadline? So, you know, I think it's great. And I think, it, uh, you know, one of the challenges is that the academic semester is so loaded. I think the more it connects with what you're already doing or teaching, it makes it a little bit easier. Well, thanks very much, Louise. This has been great. Thank you. Next Cast is produced by Humber Press and the creative productions team at the Center for Teaching and Learning. Special thanks to Santino Pinozzo and Kristen Valois. To suggest stories for future episodes of Next Cast or to just let us know what you think, email humberpress, all one word, at humber.ca. That's humberpress at humber.ca. Thanks, and see you next time. That's still not a pun. Thank you.